Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. In the Wakefield Trust and Savings Bank this afternoon, there was an air of tension. The boss, David Bowman, was in session with the board of directors. The men who were among the leading merchants and professionals of the town were gathered in the rear of the building in the room reserved for this purpose. It was not time for the regular board meeting, and the bank's employees were curious. Now the members of the board have just risen from a long table and begun to leave. Their faces are grave as they take their hats and coats, say goodbye to David Bowman, and depart in little clusters, speaking in quiet voices. One man, Henry Swanson, who owns the general merchandise store, lingers behind to talk to the bank's president. Uh, I wish you wouldn't look so down in the mouth, David. You, you did your best to put up a good fight. Well, it's small comfort, considering that I lost just the same. Oh, the, the bill of the majority. That's the only way to handle this kind of situation. Whatever's best for the bank. Yes, Henry, that's true enough. But I wonder if your decision is best for the bank. That's an odd thing to say. But look here, Henry. If you're committing an injustice, regardless of in what cause you're committing... Nobody said anything about injustice, Mr. Bowman. Common sense. That's the thing. Common sense? No, Henry. It's never common sense when it victimizes an innocent man. Well, as to Bill Mead's innocence, Mr. Bowman, there... There, there seems to be a big question in the minds of most people in this town. You, you can't talk public opinion. After all, the, the, the sheriff's in a position to get the facts if anyone is. Well, how do you know what's in Sheriff Goodwin's mind? I talked to him, that's all. According to him, this case has some rather nasty sidelights. If the sheriff said that, he's only reflecting the rumors he's been hearing. Nothing against Bill has been proven. It's all gossip, and it's all without foundation. I don't blame you for feeling as you do, David. That's a, that's a hard thing to be open-minded where your emotions and uh, friendships are involved. So you think I'm prejudiced? Is that it? No offense meant, of course. Uh, but uh, you've always been mighty close to the Lane household, and uh, you know how Mary Lane's wrapped up in that little niece of hers, and Peggy's engaged to Bill. That wouldn't alter my feeling if I thought for one moment that the boy was guilty. No matter how fond I am. Well, that's just what I'm getting at. You're, you're fondness for Bill. Yes, I am fond of him. He's a fine young man. You, you, you believe that, I know. So So that's only natural. You'd reject the idea he'd get himself involved with uh, another man's wife? Certainly I reject it. If you knew Bill the way I do, you would also. No, very likely I'd have a struggle just the way you're having. I, I don't deny that, David. But the thing is, I'm in a better position to see the thing realistically. Why, there's only by good luck the whole business didn't end in a downright tragedy. Suppose Mrs. Discari hadn't recovered. Well, there'd be a murder shards out for someone. And you think that person would be Bill Mead? Well, you're wrong, Henry. Terribly wrong. Uh, good Lord, David. You, you know the talk that's been going on in this town for, for months now. Yes. And I know it's nothing more than idle, malicious slander. <sighs> well, I, 
I hate to say this, David, but I think you've been taken in. Sure, Bill Mead's a likable chap and, and a good man at his job, but that wouldn't be the first time a fellow turned out to have two personalities. I'm afraid I don't quite follow your line of reasoning. Well, you read about it in the papers ever so often. Some man who's well-respected in the community, maybe short-scoring, honest and all that, then all of a sudden it comes out he, he's been leading a double life, uh, doing something real criminal at the same time. Oh, now you're letting your imagination run away with you entirely. <laughs> I'm surprised at you, Henry. You call that a realistic approach? No. Laugh if you want to. No, Henry, I'm not laughing. But I'm terribly disappointed that you're taking this stand. You've always been a good judge of character, fair and reasonable. Thank you, David. And I flatter myself I, I still am. But I, I have given this matter a great deal of thought. This talk linking Carla Discari and, and Bill Mead didn't just start out of nothing. That's been going on for a long time. I wouldn't feel right if I, I ignored it. And I don't feel right as things stand. Then, I've got to say your loyalty does you credit, David. But the way the average person sees it, if a man can get by with what Mead's gotten by with and, and not have to suffer, well, they're bound to be critical of us for letting him do... Uh, well, Mary Lane. Oh, hello, Henry. David. Hello, hello Mary. Mary. <laughs> Looking very well. She always does. <laughs> Just a good friends like you, David. Are you and Henry busy? <laughs> you ought to know better than that, Mary. <laughs> when did you ever catch David Bowman actually working? <laughs> oh, plenty of times, to be truthful. Oh, it's all right, Mary. Henry and I were just winding up. Yeah, I know. Oh, good Lord, I'm 20 minutes late for an appointment back at the store. Oh, sorry if our discussion got you into hot water. Well, it uh, would be worth it if I thought I'd been able to alter your opinion. I'm afraid I can't give you a yes on that. Well, maybe you'll change your mind when you think it over. See you later, David. Goodbye, Mary. Goodbye, Henry. Goodbye. Well, Mary, let's go back to my diggings where we'll be comfortable. Hmm? I can't stay long, David. Just time to say hello. Better than nothing. I'm surprised you came into town at all in this weather. <laughs> David, that was a brave attempt at a smile. But it doesn't fool me. You always know when I'm bothered or upset, don't you? If there's one thing when a woman learns through the years is to read the faces of the men she knows best. You've certainly learned that lesson well, Mary. Sometimes it's all it almost amounts to second sight with you. <laughs> if I had a look of, of guilt, Mary, you're the one person who'd understand why. I feel I've botched things. In what way, David? In regard to Bill. I noticed he's not at his desk. What's wrong? Oh, that's just because he took a late lunch hour. I imagine he's in no hurry to come back, either. He doubtless sensed what was going on. Here at the bank? Mary, we called a special meeting of the board today for the sole purpose of discussing the Descari case. And Bill. I see. And it wasn't my idea. I needn't tell you that. But the men insisted, and there was no way I could forestall it. The trouble was, I knew pretty well what the outcome would be. I'm to be forced to ask Bill for his resignation. Oh, David. But it's not fair. Mary, I said everything I could. The vote of the board was unanimous, except for me. Aside from my concern for Peggy and Bill, and my own personal feelings, what do you think this is going to do to Bill? 
Well, nobody wants to harm the boy. Their feeling is that it's the law's place to punish who's ever guilty. But they do feel that his continuing to work here might be bad for the bank, for its good name. Yes, I suppose they would feel that way. But isn't it a terrifying thing to realize that it's possible for good people with good motives to be so misled, so misguided? I was trying to point that out to Henry Swanson just now. The fact that the only evidence against Bill is based on nothing more than malicious gossip. Idle, senseless, malicious gossip. Malicious, yes. But as to idle, David, I'm beginning to wonder if there may not be some purpose behind it. Purpose? It's hard to believe that this gossip was purposeful, deliberate. Well, maybe so. David, is it absolutely necessary that you ask Bill for his resignation today? Well, not right this afternoon. I could postpone it, I suppose. Then will you, David? Heaven knows I'd be only too glad to put it off indefinitely if I could. After insisting Bill remain when he himself offered to leave, it puts me in such an uncomfortable position. If you'll give me this afternoon to follow a plan of mine, David, I can't promise. But it may be you'll never need to go through with it. I hope so, anyway. So do I. What do you have in mind, Mary? Uh, can you tell me? Well, I'd rather not. Not just yet. But I'll tell you this, David. If there's one thing I believe with all my heart, it's that good is stronger than evil, and right stronger than wrong. And this afternoon, I hope to be able to prove that but maybe you're too idealistic, too hopeful in your idealism, Aunt Mary. When human emotions are involved, sometimes people are unwilling to make the sacrifice necessary. They prefer to protect themselves or those dear to them. Do you think, Aunt Mary, that you can say anything to Carla Descari which will prove stronger than her determination to protect her husband, Mariel? <laughs> 